speaking, it was done. Welcome to sermons from St. Paul's Lutheran Church of Minot, North Dakota. St. Paul's is anchored in the message of Christ crucified for the forgiveness of sins, for the church and for the world. The following sermon is from Reverend Dr. Matthew Richard. According to St. John, the third chapter. Now there was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. This man came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher come from God, for no one can do these signs that you do unless God is with him. Jesus answered him, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said to him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Do not marvel that I said to you, you must be born again. The wind blows where it wishes. And you hear its sound, but you do not know where it comes from or where it goes. So it is with everyone who is born of the Spirit. Nicodemus said to him, How can these things be? Jesus answered him, Are you the teacher of Israel and yet do not understand these things? Truly, truly, I say to you, we speak of what we know and bear witness to what we have seen, but you do not receive our testimony. If I have told you earthly things and you do not believe, how can you believe if I tell you heavenly things? No one has ascended into heaven except he who descended from heaven, the Son of Man. And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whoever believes in him may have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. This is the gospel of the Lord. In the name of Jesus, amen. Congregation may be seated. You must be born again. Yes, you heard that correctly. You must be born again. Perhaps you've heard these words come out of the mouths of your Baptist friends, or maybe, like me, every time you hear these words, you think of the old preacher Billy Graham yell these words in packed stadiums in his many crusades throughout the years. You must be born again. However, however, what do these words exactly mean? What does it mean to be born again? Now, you may be surprised to learn that as popular as these words are within the Christian faith, they only appear about four times in the Bible. Well, the most familiar time where it appears is right here in our gospel reading from this morning in the Gospel of John, where Jesus says these words, I tell you the truth that no one can see the kingdom of God unless he is born again. But again, what do these words exactly mean? What does it mean to be born again? 
If these words are a bit confusing, my friends, we'll take a bit of comfort here this morning. For this phrase also puzzled a man named Nicodemus, the man whom Jesus was talking about in our gospel reading from this morning. Now, we must keep in mind, when it comes to Nicodemus, that he was no ordinary man. He was one of those religious elites, a Pharisee, a teacher of Israel. Thus, the fact that he is somewhat confused about this phrase, born again, again, should give us a bit of comfort. You see, if Nicodemus were alive today, he probably would have had thousands of Twitter followers on social media, perhaps even be a frequent guest on Dr. Phil or Oprah. The point being, he was a well-known intellectual and religious teacher of the day. Indeed, very well-known. Now, besides being a well-known teacher, we must also understand the essence of what Nicodemus taught as a Pharisee. He was a Pharisee, indeed, and as a Pharisee, his teaching was quite basically this. He pointed individuals back to themselves, back to themselves and their huffing and puffing and religious works to appease a distant God, much like our modern self-help books that we find in Barnes & Noble. And so when Jesus told Nicodemus, the point being, when Jesus told Nicodemus that he must be born again, Nicodemus was confused. He was perplexed since Nicodemus' theology and teaching, when it focused on mankind and mankind's endeavors, he again got a bit confused saying this, how can anyone be born who has already been born and grown up? You can't re-enter your mother's womb and be born again. How is this possible? In other words, Nicodemus was confused because he thought that being born again was something that he had to do. And so he could not figure out how to be born again through his own physical actions, through his own endeavors. Now, dear friends, when Jesus said, that one needs to be born again, though he is not implying that this is something that Nicodemus had to do or even could do, even though it was necessary for it to happen. Furthermore, Jesus was not implying, Jesus was not implying that Nicodemus had to go deep within the caverns of his heart and dig through all of his mystical feelings and conjure up a rebirth through his own mystical feelings, some sort of experiential Christianity. No, to the point. To be born again is not something that Nicodemus could do. And the reason why? You see, Nicodemus' religious teachings were not able to accomplish this new birth. They were not able to handle it. There were no tricks in Nicodemus' theological bag and no tools in his philosophical kit that were able to accomplish this new birth. Let me state this as clearly and simply as possible. Jesus is showing us that to be born again is not something that you do, but it is something that happens to you. In other words, to be born again is impossible for you and me to do in our own strength. It is not something that we bring about or we conjure up from within. Just as it is impossible for us to take credit for our birth, And just as it is impossible for us to enter our mother's womb a second time to be born again, it is impossible for you and me to be eternally born again by our own strength and our own might. As human beings, we cannot fulfill this task. 
However, the point still remains. We still need to be born again. So let's think of it this way, dear friends. You and I, yes, you and I do not need a redo in this life. As Christians, we don't need Jesus to come along and somehow cheer us on and give us some pointers to do better in this life. Our problem in life is not as if we have failed to actualize some hidden potential within. Heavens no. Heavens no. You see, Matt Richard, yes, Matt Richard is not some sort of cluster of potential within, ready to blossom and birth into greatness. No, the biggest problem in Matt Richard's life is right here. It's right here. It's Matt Richard himself. The same is with you. You and I do not need a little improvement. We do not need a little encouragement from Jesus. We do not need a little pep talk from Jesus to get us going along to achieve a rebirth to new greatness. No, we need to find, get this, we need to find our end. That's the point Jesus is making. We need to find our end. We need to find death in Jesus and our beginning, our life in Christ. See, unlike the world, this Christian faith does not turn you and me to ourselves. It does not turn us inward to man-made solutions when we are the very epitome, the very foundational problem of ourselves, our sinful nature. Instead, to be born again involves us finding the end of ourselves, death in our sinful nature, in confession and life and rebirth in the gospel. To be born again is to be turned not outside in, but inside out. The Apostle Paul says it like this in Galatians. Get this. Paul says, I've been put to death. I've been put to death with Christ on his cross, so that it is no longer I who live, but it is Christ who lives in me. This life that I live now, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. You see, Nicodemus's biggest problem was Nicodemus and his whole theological system that pointed himself inward to himself as a solution. Well, that was garbage as well. You see, everything that Nicodemus taught, everything that he did, everything that he lived needed to die in Christ. Nicodemus needed to be born again, and in order to be born again, he must die in Christ. He needed to find his end in Jesus, and also his beginning in Jesus as well. Again, I cannot say this clear enough. To be born again is for you to find your end in Christ, and your beginning in Christ as well. But you may say to yourself, you know, Pastor, how is this done? I mean, it, 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 yes, it makes sense, but how is this done? Well, quite simply, you were washed. You were baptized. You were baptized in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. And get this, you didn't baptize yourself Indeed, you did not baptize yourself. It happened to you. You see, when you were baptized, God wrote his name upon you. He put a cross upon your head and your heart, marking you as one of the redeemed, snatching you from darkness to light. God did this for you. And so this word of God tied with the water, connected to the water, this baptismal font is powerful. At your baptism, at this powerful baptismal font, the old sinful nature was violently drowned 
At your baptism, the old sinful nature, which is malicious and and greedy and lethargic and proud and jealous and full of lust and narcissistic and pathetic, guess what? It was slayed at this baptism. Yes, your baptism has teeth. Death happened in baptism in the mighty waters. It was an assault of God's word. It was an assault of the Lord upon your old Adam. But as we already alluded to, that is not all that happened at your baptism. When you were baptized, you were also given life, resurrected. You were given the Holy Spirit. And with the Holy Spirit, holy impulses. You were given what we call a new man, a new creation. And so the implications of this are quite profound. Because you were baptized into Christ, born again, you are not defined by your first birth. That is why we confess our sins, my friends. That that is why we come into this sanctuary, sit in these pews and stand together, shoulder to shoulder, brother to brother, sister to sister. We stand together and we confess our sins. We confess our sins in thought and word and deed because our sins have found their end in Jesus. Sin has everything to do with our first birth, which is why we confess it for what it is. It is dead to us because we are dead to it as well. We have been born again. We are alive in Christ. Sin is dead unto us and we are dead unto it. We belong to Christ, not sin. Think of it this way. Why are we so harsh here at St. Paul's with man-centered religious systems, stupid cultural fads, and silly spiritual gimmicks? Why are we so harsh on these here at St. Paul's? Well, the answer Because we are not born unto man-centered religious systems. We're not born unto spiritual cultural fads. We're not born again unto stupid spiritual gimmicks. But we're born unto Christ. Unto Jesus. Why would we return to dead things when we're born again in Christ through baptism? It does not make sense. Why would we leave the waters of baptism for the shadows of darkness? Incomprehensible. It does not make sense for the Christian You're born under Christ, under light, not dark. Now, dear friends, this is such good news. We should smile right now. This is good news. Being born again means that you do not belong to yourself and your life is no longer your own. God be praised. You're not defined by your first birth. God be praised. You do not have to be concerned about building a name for yourself. You do not have to be concerned or worry about your own spiritual temperature, your own spiritual empires, your spiritual resumes. Being born again means that you are freed from looking inward to yourself and freed from the constant burden of trying to acquire a cleansed conscience. Freed from that. You've been born anew unto Christ And in Christ, you have a clean conscience because Christ is indeed your forgiveness, life, and salvation. You have everything you need in Christ. And so each and every day of your life as a Christian is like a daily baptism. Daily, you and I, daily we wander and we slip towards darkness. However, daily the Lord, he grabs you in repentance and faith And he shoves you, get this, he shoves you not back into your mother's womb, but he shoves you right smack dab, right back into the waters of your baptism, right where you belong, where you were born again, where you belong in his church, the ark. My friends, you must be born again. And get this, you are. You are born again. 
you are baptized into Christ's death and you baptize into Christ's life. Born not unto sin, but born unto Christ. And that Christ, your Jesus, he holds you today and forevermore. He holds you unto everlasting life. You must be born again, and you are. God be praised. In the name of Jesus, amen. Thy strong word bespeaks us righteous, bright with 